Welcome back everybody to the London's First Podcast. Now I'm doing this episode basically to apologize in essence for my lack of activity on this podcast over the last month. The last episode we did have was on the 11th of May with Jacob Steinberg which done really really well and first of all I'd like to say thanks for getting me over and getting my co-host Sharia who you haven't seen yet but will be on in future podcasts over to 100 Spotify ratings that is really really appreciated the episodes and the podcast in general has come out at a 4.9 star so far so you guys seem to really enjoy these episodes but they're not frequent enough and I totally understand that I apologize for that my thinking and sort of my route with this whole podcast is I want to get the very best guests on as 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 sort of soon as possible but you know if it means that the episodes are irregular in terms of activity then sort of so be it because obviously I want to get on the very best journalists and you have to understand that these journalists are very very hard to get on I'm constantly emailing DMing trying to use you know my Twitter following um, and other contacts that follow me to get the journalists I want to get on but it's very very difficult so I do apologize for that but you know I'm going to drop the whole so be it attitude and uh, hopefully bring you guys some more you know, regular episodes. Um, so yeah, this episode here is sort of a makeup uh, for that inactivity. I'm going to give you guys um, a couple of exclusives uh, today, but just sort of some things I'm hearing and uh, yeah, about Chelsea's transfer situation. The transfer window is not open until the 14th of June, but Chelsea obviously have been very, very busy over the last couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, even before that, to be honest, Chelsea have been planning for this window for a while. So let's get on into it then. Let's talk about the goalkeeper situation to start off. Now, uh, obviously, a lot of reports, uh, you know, Chelsea value at Gabriel Slinina very highly. That is very, very true. Chelsea are tracking him and his performances at the Under-20 World Cup. And just speaking on the Under-20 World Cup, actually, I put a report out the other day on London's first that Chelsea are extensively scouting that competition. They're really, really looking for the next gems to purchase into Chelsea Football Club. Some of those names that Chelsea are looking at include Marcos Leonardo of Brazil, who is a striker, Federico Redondo, uh, he's a DM from Argentina, Luca Romero, also Argentinian, plays for Lazio, Adama Boyang, who plays for and represents Gambia, and there's also a couple of others, including Alex Scott from Bristol City. So keeping on those names for the future, potentially Chelsea will make inquiries to their clubs if the scouts approve of them and if the club wants to add them into the current talent pool, which includes Cesare Casadai, Gabriel Sonina, Carney Chukwameka, and plenty more, to be fair, Andre Santos as well. So yeah, Chelsea are extensively scouting and also check, uh, tracking and checking up on uh, the current players that we do have there that we've purchased, which I've just mentioned the names of. So anyway, yeah, the goalkeeper situation, the club rates Sonina very highly. But it is thought that Andre Anana is the current favourite. Now, I'm told that Chelsea will hold talks at the same time as they do with Inter Milan for Romelu Lukaku. So they'll talk about Lukaku and they'll talk about Anana. And Lukaku, Chelsea wants to get rid of him on a permanent. They don't want another loan. They want to sell him permanently to Inter Milan. So that will be the priority in the negotiations. Now, if it does end up being another loan, that's what it will be. But Chelsea's priority is to sell him. They want to raise as much money as possible. And sources have also indicated recently to me that FFP is actually not a major concern in this window. It's more down to squad size. And Chelsea view this as reducing the squad size but also just completely obliterating any concerns at all over FFP and I think for the next 
couple of windows by doing these sales and, and in the amount that Chelsea want to raise, Chelsea will be perfectly fine to to spend the money um, that they want to, essentially. It doesn't mean we're going to have 300 million windows, but it does mean we can keep being ambitious. And there's also other things that the club are looking at, you know, media-wise and sponsorship-wise, of course, um, to increase revenue as well to help with FFP situation in the future. So Chelsea are really, really actively, you know, thinking about FFP, thinking about the squad size, thinking about... How much can we raise? How much can we spend? But Dadeg Bali um, is is one of the ones over the financial books. He's really, really important in this. And uh, yeah, the, the club are really working well in unison at the moment from what I'm hearing. So other goalkeeper targets, you do know Emiliano Martinez. I'm told he is the preferred option in Mauricio Pochettino. However, Aston Villa do not want to sell. So that is going to be a very, very difficult one. I think they would ask for a high prize, probably 50 million plus. That's just a rough guess, though. That's not information. And also David Ryan. And now I did have an exclusive debunked by none other than Fabrizio Romano himself. Um, that Chelsea did have an, a meeting with David Ryan's agent. Now I'm told again, my source 100% says this was true, but it was an informal meeting. I just put meeting. Um, so I don't know. Maybe there was a loss in translation there. Um, between me and Fabrizio, although I probably was just wrong to be honest with you. You know, if I'm not doubting Fabrizio Romano, he is the best journalist in the world, in my opinion, alongside David Ornstein. So, anyway, keep an eye on those three names. There's not really any others. I know Fabrizio said Georgia Mamadashvili, um, I think that's how you pronounce his name, is also one that we've scouted. But yeah, the, the goalkeeper targets seem to be quite sort of nailed on and I'd be surprised if there's any other candidates I know in the past Chelsea have had interest in Jordan Pickford which was also mentioned but yeah you know it, it's been sort of you know I, I've had the idea that maybe Hugo Lloris could, could be a Pochettino target but I'm, I'm not sure on that one to be honest that's just more me guessing on, on that one so yeah, I, I don't think Lloris will come to fruition. Obviously, he's leaving Spurs. You know, maybe it would make sense. His experience, he was a captain of France for many years, captain of Spurs, Pochettino link. But I'm not sure the club will look to pursue that one at all, to be honest with you. And I don't know of any interest. So that's sort of the goalkeeper situation. Um, midfield, Chelsea looking like they're going to wrap up Manuel Legarte very soon. I'm told Chelsea's... Um, Chelsea representatives and members of the board are in sporting right now or in Portugal itself. Sorry, not sporting. That is going to be very, very interesting to see if we can wrap that one up. I can't give you names of the people that are there, but I'm told members of Chelsea are there um, trying to wrap up the deal, uh, similarly to what they did for Enzo Fernandez. So, yeah, Chelsea let's just say members are in Portugal right now. As Fabrizio Romano did say, Chelsea are in Portugal having a meeting this afternoon, but then I checked up um, with my source to see if you know I could get some names. I did get the names, but I can't reveal them, unfortunately. And that's one, one of the painful things is like, I'm trying to do more sort of ITK stuff, you could guess, but with the people that I'm followed by and the people that I talk to, like Fabrizio, David Ornstein, journalists from the mail like uh, other people as well you know I've got my own sort of contacts um, near Chelsea but it's very very hard sometimes you, you people will know this listen like you can't always release what you want to release you're held back on some things and then you know something that you might have might then get reported by someone else and you miss out on it like I had news uh, a little while ago and during the season that Mason Mount was going to miss a game and I was wanting to put it out because, you know, he was expected to come back and then I held back on it. And then some other journalists put it out and I was like, oh, crap, you know, sort of thing, shit. So, um, yeah, that does happen a lot of the time. But Chelsea members or members of Chelsea that say are in 
Portugal have been in Portugal today to try and secure the Manuel Lagarde deal. Moving on to Moises Caicedo. Now, I'm told Chelsea want to present their project um, within the next week. They want to, they want again, they want to get on this. They want to be ruthless. Um, they want to secure this Moises Caicedo deal. I have no idea how difficult it's going to be with Brighton. I have no idea if Caicedo is open to the move, but Chelsea really want to at least make him be. They want to present their project to Moises Caicedo's representatives and essentially formulate a plan for the next few years and detail how he would be played, how it would be used under Pochettino. I'm, I'm quite unsure actually on if he's an actual Mauricio Pochettino target. Now, a lot of people have told me um, that I've asked that it, it's it's a, it's a club target. It's something that Chelsea want to do. They also see him as a, as a future replacement for Angola Kante. They feel that He's got many attributes similar to when Kante emerged during his lesser days in terms of the ball willing, in terms of the pace, the passing ability, the off-ball movement as well was highlighted to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting negotiation with Brighton, but I do fully expect us to go for that one unless Mauricio Pochettino says no, which so far he hasn't. So, keeping an eye on Moises Caicedo and news of Chelsea presenting their project in the next weeks, but I'm told Chelsea want to do that in the next week. So, keeping an eye on that one. Other midfielders, I mean, there's there's not really any other links. And this is the thing with, with Chelsea. It's like there's not really any surprises when I ask. There's not really any new names to bring. They're, they're fully focused on, you know, a, a, a really, really small range of, of targets. So, yeah, in terms of the outgoings, Kovacic, uh, I understand, has agreed personal terms with Manchester City. So let's see if that one does come out soon. I understand that's done. Kovacic personal terms are done with Manchester City. And uh, yeah, Loftus-Cheek, very, very close to AC Milan. Uh, the last time I checked on, which was a couple of days ago, uh, Chelsea won as much as £20 million, but it's going to be unlikely that they get that, um, well, from as it stood two days ago. But uh, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting to see over the next few days how the Mason Mount situation develops as well. £50 million bid supposedly reported by James Ducker and Jason Burt this afternoon from The Telegraph. I think Chelsea will reject that. I think personally it will settle between 55 and 60 million, potentially 55 and plus 10 add-ons. Um, but yeah, really interested to see the Mason Mount situation. Let me know your thoughts. Um, also, you can DM me or reply to the London's first Twitter post on the Mason Mount situation, how you think it's gone. The one thing I will say is I'm not allowed to say too much, but what I will say is don't overly criticise Mason Mount. Is is all I'll say on this situation. That that's all I'm going to say. Um, I don't rate Mason Mount very highly as a footballer, but I wouldn't be going out there calling him a snake and this and that, um, because the club are also no, uh, you know, they're no, they're no, they're no heroes in this situation. Let me just put it like that. But again, I can't expand on that one too much, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on to the attackers, then very very interesting. I was told a few days ago that Chelsea. See, uh, multiple members of Chelsea's recruitment team hierarchy really, really rate Dusan Vlahovic. They feel like Vlahovic can be a very, very good striker. They feel like he can improve on hold-up play as well. They feel like he can just be more of a moulded into more of an all-rounded striker. Um, there's caution over judging him under Max Allegri as well. So I would keep an eye on Vlahovic. Chelsea have good contacts with Juventus. Also could be something that's discussed if, if Pulisic is of interest to them. I know ESPN re reported that. So, yeah, we'll see. Chelsea recruitment team do like uh, Dusan Vlahovic. Um, so, I would keep an eye on that. Juventus are under pressure as well to sell due to financial restrictions. But as I understood it, Chelsea were waiting um, to sort of speak to Juventus because they don't know who their sporting director is going to be next season. So, once they've made those hierarchy changes, I think Chelsea could potentially go for Vlahovic. 
Ossiman's going to be a really interesting one. I, I get the I get the feeling that he's he's too expensive, especially if we're going to go for Caicedo. But again, I wouldn't rule rule that out. Um, I've I've not heard too much though on that one, unfortunately. And Latoura Martinez. I know there's been a few murmurings that Chelsea have been interested or are interested, particularly Mauricio Pochettino. Um, from what I was told, he's very very happy at Inter. Um, he does like many players have you know an ambition to play in the Premier League. But I'm not sure too much how that's gonna sort of weigh um, in the decision making if it, if it does come to that and Chelsea do approach into Milan. I also feel like Romelu Lukaku will have a word to say to to Laturo, you know, because you know I can just see him putting a bad word in because that's the sort of person he, he's like to be honest. And obviously one of the main reasons he wanted to come back was for Laturo. So I feel like Lukaku would have something to say about that. Um, but yeah, I mean the main information on striker is that Chelsea recruitment team do like. Dusan Vlahovic, they feel like he can be uh, a really, really good striker. They really like his ball striking abilities as well and that he can be moulded into more of an all-rounded striker. And there is also caution, as I've said, of judging him under Max Allegri. Now, another interesting debate we could have, I guess, is about the number 10 position because if Kai Havertz leaves, um, I'm told Chelsea looking for anywhere between 50 and 70 million pounds, but... Again, there's not too much information because, you know, it's a broad range that was just given to me. So, yeah, I think think that one will be interesting to see sort of a, a, an actual figure we get reported in the next few days. Um, so, yeah, I think the, the, the number 10 debate is going to be very interesting. Um, James Madison, I think, would be my preferred candidate. But there is obviously, you know, um, potential sort of ego issues, I guess. Will he accept holding the bench? Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to end this episode off by sort of, you know, putting that question to you, if Kai Havertz does sold, who would be your backup number 10 um, for Christian and Kunku, as it looks like Pochettino is going to play the 4-2-3-1. Although, I think if if we do sign Caicedo, we do sign Ugarte, there could be an option for a 4-3-3 with Nkunku tucked in on the right-hand side, then maybe Sterling Mudrick on the left and the new strike. I think that could be something that that, that is considered by Pochettino. But again, just a thought. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give you a few bits of information in this episode as as a sort of a, a you know, a, a sorry, I guess, for being so inactive. Um, but yeah, if you have enjoyed this episode, guys, please do leave a rating down below. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate it. Honestly, the more ratings we can get up to five star, the the better. So um, yeah, just as a recap, we've talked about Anana, we've talked about Sanina, we've talked about some players that Chelsea is going at the under 20 World Cup. We've talked about Emiliano Martinez and David Raya. We've talked about the midfielders, Chelsea, Moises Caicedo, Ugarte, Chelsea uh, board members, Chelsea members being in Portugal today to try and finalise the deal. We've talked about what the club think about the striker situation. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's basically it for the moment. It's it's a very, very busy time at Chelsea in an ever-developing situation. The one thing I would just add as well is, is I heard briefly, not from like 100% the best source, but... Um, that Kukurea's future wasn't like 100%. So um, I know, I think Nizar put that out earlier, but it wasn't Nizar who I spoke to, it was someone else. Um, so I'd keep an eye on Kukurea's situation as well, because I've thought as well, you know, I don't really think he's a player that Pochettino is going to be too unhappy to to sort of, you know, let go. Uh, I guess I, I don't think he'd be, don't think he'd be unhappy at all. I don't really think he's a Pochettino fullback. So keep it on Kukurea. And uh, yeah, that is it for now, guys. Thank you for listening. I'll be back for some more episodes soon. And also, by the way, if you guys could recommend me under the Twitter post or in my DMs at CFC Pice or CFC PYS, if you want to type that in, that's how it's typed. 
um, some some guests you want me to try and get on because that would really really help me to try and see who you want in terms of journalists that to, to speak to. Try and be realistic, of course, but obviously my contacts list does fortunately extend quite extensively, which is which is um which is really good. So you know I I can reach out to to pretty much not everyone but but many people um i've asked for britzio before and unfortunately there's financial difficulties there with, with getting him on um but yeah also david ornstein i've asked him in the past so maybe that's something we could do in the future but if there's any journalists that you want me to try and reach out to let me know guys and uh yeah thanks for listening and uh up the charts as always let's let's try and have a more positive season next season and uh yeah we'll, we'll be back soon on this podcast for some more news